Hello and welcome to another fun-filled nonsense retrospective. I'm your host as always, Rick, and joining me equally as always is Devon. I'm in a galaxy far, far away. Yeah, we're doing a little bit of a Star Wars thing today. Uh, but before we get too far into that, let's go with our good old time the tradition of the nonsense asinine hypotheticals. And do you have one for me today? I do indeed. Rick, you get given the ability to browse the internet from 100 years in the future for a grand total of 30 minutes. What do you do? Uh, ooh, hmm. I just look up, uh, like, what diseases have been eradicated, uh, what diseases have <laughs> taken their place out of morbid curiosity. Uh, I look up what countries still exist. Sure, sure. Um, I look up uh, just general technological advancements, like how humans have integrated with technology over the course of the next hundred years. Okay, I, uh, like, I think you've used up your half hour now. <laughs> and then, in the last ten seconds, I look up lottery numbers. <laughs> Yeah, no, no, no. You don't get to do all of that. Ah, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think I probably go down a rabbit hole on the on the disease part. Sure. So... <laughs> I know how your mind works, Rick. I know what you're like with TV tropes. Oh yeah, totally, totally. I can go on TV tropes and I'll be there for all all evening. <laughs> how about you? What would you choose to look at for the internet a hundred years in the future? Yeah, with half an hour to, sp- to spend on it, I would be super selfish and I would look up horse racing results for the year 2024. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Biff Tannen method. <laughs> like it's just so hey, it works for him. It's just so obvious. Yeah. Yeah, you pick something and uh, just roll with it. That's, that's the one thing that you gamble on or um, just basically take advantage on from things that are meant to be random. Pretty much. Well, to be, it's one of those with, to be fair, horse racing in particular isn't as random as some people. It's random if you don't know what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. It's um, the, the reason that pundits make a lot of money is because they have a feel for the, um, for the meta. Pretty much, man. It's one of those where the reason why professional gamblers can be professional gamblers is because they spend eight hours a day the thing that you do doing your nine to five looking up form doing this learning strategies etc no matter what type of gambler you are whether it's betting on the football the horse racing or going to casinos you're dedicating your life to a craft and you know yeah yeah absolutely of course there's always an element of chance and luck to it no matter what you do but it's still um you know you, you can improve your odds immensely by dedicating a lot of time at it that being said we've gone down this rabbit hole for longer than i think it's worth so rick do you have a question for me? Uh, we're doing Star Wars today, and I thought of a little Star Wars question. What canon event would you delete from Star Wars and hopefully make it better? <laughs> um, I don't know, actually. Unfortunately, the truth here is that you um, you know a lot more about Star Wars than I do. I think, I think because Disney's decided it's canon and they don't want to change from that, I would delete Luke having a brief moment where he thinks, I'm going to kill my nephew, because that is so not Luke Skywalker anyway, it might as will not be canon yeah um there's potential um well there's theories that the way that they're getting rid of the sequels sequel trilogy is by giving us a divergent timeline in which he's a better luke yes but and he doesn't think that because he's got like ahsoka to lean on yes but rick that's stupid yeah yeah the, it's stupid you, they made the movies they made their bed they have to lie in the shit that they that they did in the bed well th- they've got two choices they either do that or they go these movies are no longer canon but they're never going to do that because then they admit they're wrong yep <laughs> Like, it's just like, oh, we wasted all this time and money and blah, blah, blah. It was. I've only watched the first two of the new series of movies, and I did that with a friend who said, oh, they're not that bad. And yes, they are that bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they kind of are. Anyway, Rick, like, what about you? I was. Uh, the one thing that baffled me the most about the prequels is that they fight Darth Maul. They kill Darth Maul. They know that there is at least one more Sith out in the universe, and then they do fucking nothing about it. And that's the thing that baffles me the most. It shouldn't baffle you the most, though, I... Rick, because you, you've done you, you know expanded law stuff you know that one of the reasons why they don't take it seriously is because he can't even see it himself but yoda is just so confident in the jedi council that it doesn't matter that much it's one of the reasons why count dooku yeah. defects yeah uh, Dooku and Yaddle basically leave the order on the same day for the same reason but Dooku <laughs> jumps off the slippery slope <laughs> as we see in that uh, that Dooku short yeah, I didn't know Yaddle had actually left uh, at that so, point yes. but okay I think she I think yeah she uh, she mentions during that short just before they duel that um, if basically if, he, if, if he'd have gone to her then they could have basically done the same thing together rather than choosing to do the same thing separately for different reasons but I don't think that Im- similar I reasons. don't think that implied she was leaving the order but it, fair enough it's open to interpretation I suppose that's that's fine like I think she had to have left the order because otherwise there would be a massive investigation into why another Jedi Master 
has died. Okay. Like, it, it, it only makes sense if she's left the Order, or if they put her into the show, into the first movie as a gag, and then forgot about her. That's the other reason. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. I don't... Which, yeah. If there was anything... Like, I think maybe they just... Maybe that's just something Yandel did from time to time, is she just fucked off from, for long periods of time, and that's what they assumed she was doing again. There's, there's other ways to, to work around that, other than she has to have left the Order. Yeah. I mean, in relatively recent re- re- memory, she's just had Grogu, so there is that. Yeah, well, again, uh, depending but... on who's fucking writing the script at the time, depends on how strict Jedi are about that shit. Yep. <laughs> uh, but yes, today we are doing a fantasy Star Wars fighting game. Um, we've suggested a few things between us, and I think we've kind of settled on feeling a bit like Dead or Alive, in that it's somewhat like Tekken, in that you can make the movesets kind of whatever you want, and um, I suggested Dead or Alive for the stages, when that they're kind of dynamic, you can kind of push someone off something, and you get to like the lower part of the stage, or through the window, or uh, slam into an electric fence, or something like that. Oh, yeah, I've never played Dead or Alive, so I'm treating the movesets like Tekken. Yeah, um, the reason I suggested that for the stages, which we're also going to suggest some stages alongside our um, our roster, is that a lot of the fights in the trilogies feel like mini chase scenes. Like, specifically Bespin is the one that I think of the most for that. Um, I can't remember the Bespin But we'll come one, to man. that when we... I mean, Vader's chasing Luke through Bespin. Oh, okay. And he ends up on the uh, on the bit where he just decides to kill himself rather than <laughs> accept that he's Vader's son. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fine. I, f- I forgot that place was Bespin. I thought Bespin was Yavin. Ah, yes, 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 yes. Yeah, they don't do much on Yavin at all. Can you blame me? So, Some of these fucking just... planet names are, like, one vowel short of being the same fucking thing. <laughs> oh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> So we're going to do six characters each and see what of a roster we make. And we might do a sequel to this if it goes well. So, who's your first pick? Oh, you wish for me to go first, sir. How bold of you. No, no retort. Okay, um, number six for me is... No, 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 no. Uh, <laughs> is um, well, we had a bit of a discussion, didn't we, Rick? Where how we would treat characters from different eras of their life. So you brought up the example of Anakin and Vader are totally two different characters. Yes, yes, yes. And you also brought up another example, which I won't mention in case you bring it up later, which is a bit more iffy. I kind of agree with you, but I could see people being dicks. So, all that to say is, I'm using this character with this specific name so you know exactly which version of the character I'm using. Okay, Rick? Sure. Cool. Number one for me, or number six, however you want to word it, the first entrant into our game is going to be Darth Tyrannus. Darth Tyrannus. Okay, cool. So you've got Count Dooku as Darth Tyrannus. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Rick? So, as he shows in, as he shows up in the movies and Clone Wars. Exactly, exactly. Uh, Rick, how fucking disappointed were you to find out that this character's name after being you know evil is Darth Tyrannus and yet they never fucking say it in the movies uh I think Sidious says it once hmm maybe maybe but I only learned he was called Darth Tyrannus because my mum got me when I was a kid because I was a kid when those movies came out uh one of those you know those books they sell you that are basically just here's the movie again but in picture form and with some words in it oh yeah the annual and um yeah I, I remember that one Chris Christopher Lee looked like he really didn't want to pose for that photo. Uh, but yeah, it's it's Darth Tyrannus, and it's just like, I, who the fuck's Darth Tyrannus? That's a cool name. No, that's Count Dooku. I don't understand. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Yeah, because Count Dooku is just his normal name. Like, that is his name. <laughs> and title. Yeah, uh, the reason... But yeah, I think he's a very good one. He's a very good um, anti-Jedi fighter, because that's like his whole shtick, is being able to like counter lightsaber wielders. Exactly. I think uh, he would basically be a counter-fighter in that a lot of his moves would be just... Um, sort of rely on you timing correctly and getting big damage on the parry and riposte because uh, yeah. We br- yeah, yeah, we bring it up a lot because we're nerds uh, where Count Dooku's lightsaber specifically is designed for dueling other people with lightsabers and Yoda fucking hates it. Yes. <laughs> they really hated it when in the Jedi Council and uh, yeah, he didn't care. He made another one that was the same. <laughs> yeah. I-, I don't know what tactical advantage against other sabers a, a slightly curved hilt gives because I've never looked that much into it, but it's just neat. It lets you point it out forwards more without bending your wrist as far. I guess, man, but the amount so, of times so Obi-Wan takes up that reach. stance, we know it doesn't matter. Yeah, yep. Yeah. <laughs> 
But, you know, I... So, gone. Uh, I, sorry, you, you you had more to say on the matter, so I'll let you say more on the matter. Were you about to move on? Yeah, I was. Okay, cool. Um, for a finishing move, even though I'm using Tekken as a base, I like big, flashy, over-the-top, almost scenes for finishing moves. Um, sure, that's, sure. That, that's because uh, I, my personal favourite fighting game is Mortal Kombat, and the X-ray attacks are pretty much just scenes. Um, and, yeah, I, um, I for Dooku, it would probably just be really quick, you know? I think you, for his ultimate, you could... Base basically do a parry without parrying and he just does a quick toot, toot. yeah yeah absolutely and then suddenly the opponent's hand is off well yeah but we wouldn't be doing that because it's a fighting game but yeah um y- you get the general gist uh so yeah i think darth tyrannus is a good pick uh as you could probably tell from my first pick i'm going for slightly obscure characters but not anyone so obscure people will be going eh? yeah yeah so um like not s tier listers but like b listers but still in the main line yeah yeah so like you're not going to see obi-wan anakin or Soaker on my list, for example. Um, that being said, Rick, who is your number six? Uh, my first pick is Trainee Luke. Now, when you say and Trainee specifically Luke, specifically Trainee Luke, this is uh, any time that Luke has the blue lightsaber. Ah, when he when uh, he's got his papa's until lightsaber. Until the end of Bespin. Yeah. So when he's got the Skywalker saber, rather than building his own, um, I'd say that um, Episode four and five is a very different mindset for Luke than he is in Episode six. Um, because, you know, he's not giving himself his own form of Jedi training. Yeah, yeah. And until he meets Yoda, he doesn't even have any real grasp of the Force. Okay, I, I tell no. a lie. At the beginning of Episode 5, he's beginning to get it, because he got his saber out of the snow and stuff. But it's very basic stuff at that point. Yeah, because the only thing he's had before that is he allegedly used the Force to guide the um, the torpedoes into the Death Star. And let's be honest, it was probably Obi-Wan telling him to use the Force and then doing it himself. <laughs> There's a non-zero percent chance. Yeah. <laughs> Make Luke feel good about it. (laughs) Um... So, yes, and I'm going to throw in my first stage here. I mentioned it before, Bespin. Um, the culmination of Trainee Luke's character arc in that he needs to stop being Trainee Luke and actually get his uh, nose down to the grindstone and become a better Jedi is his defeat at Bespin. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's specifically his defeat that makes him, one, do basically what the final step is for most Jedi, and that is making their own lightsaber instead of just borrowing one. Um <laughs> And uh, two, it motivates him to, oh, maybe I should go back to Yoda and finish my training. Yeah, and uh, he only gets to Yoda just in time for the dude to die. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I didn't think too much about movesets other than the fact that this is when he still uses his pistol now and again. I mean, Kate, in episode um, four, he only uses a pistol, so I totally get it. Oh, yeah, he only uses a pistol, yeah, yeah. Um, I think even in episode five, he has the pistol when he's just, like, kicking around in Bespin and just trying to do stealth bits while dressed in bright orange. It it, it does bother (laughs) me a lot that you don't see it very often of i think the only time i've seen it is um is spoiler so spoiler for you specifically so i won't say it but um you you don't really see characters mix and match blaster fire and lightsaber stuff yeah yeah um i think the only time i thought it was going to happen was this is a weird one but before revenge of the sith came out about a week before it came out the first lego star wars game came out sure so there was like a week period in which you could play lego star wars play the entire plot of revenge of the sith and kind of divine what was going to happen. Um, and the way that Obi-Wan beats um, Grievous is pretty true to form. He shoots him with a rifle. How uncivilized. Yep. Um, but in Lego, he just shoots his head off with a rifle. So I thought that was what was going to happen. But no, he shoots him in the heart, the only bit of organic material he's got left apart from his eyes and brain. <laughs> Man, the only thing weirder than Obi... That, like, that would be the weirdest pick of character to dual-wield pistol and lightsaber would be Obi-Wan, right? Yeah, because he really doesn't like it. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, uh, Luke is my first pick, along with my first stage. What about... Uh, Who's going to be your number two? I, I think the most important thing for moveset is uh, is finishing moves. So what would Luke's finishing move be? Uh, I would say, if we're going really over the top with these... Um, he calls R2, and R2 just blasts him from where the X-Wing is being remoted from. Okay. Yeah, you can have it be as over the top, so over the top as you want. It's a, it's a, it's a bit of a different move from uh, from what I put for Tyrannus, but yeah, I get it. It would work. Yeah, this one's a lot more over the top in terms of um, property damage, and... I think that this is actually way more damaging than if we did have a um, Jedi Knight Luke uh, as a finisher, because, you know, property damage. Um, I haven't picked Jedi Knight Luke as a pick, but the implication is there from having Trainee Luke as a um, 
as my first pick. So yeah, who's your first, uh, sorry, your second pick? My second pick is Jedi Master Plo Koon. Yeah, he's one of your favourites, ain't he? He's one of my favourites because, and it's the dumbest reason, and I don't care, they gave him a lot more depth in the Clone Wars animation, so I no longer feel stupid for liking him, but uh, the initial reason is in in Star Wars Jedi Power Battles, he was the only person to have a unique coloured lightsaber, and his lightsaber was orange. Yep, this is before they gave uh, Samuel L. Jackson the purple lightsaber, so um, yeah, 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 yeah. Mace Windu in that game is just a blue blue saber wielder, which makes sense. Of course, he's more of a fighter than a thinker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, in fact, I think that was something that was just invented by like Knights of the Old Republic because they wanted to make um, fighter and caster Jedi different. Maybe so. I I know that green like like George Lucas's rule on set, or at least how Samuel L. Jackson um, used to convey it, was you can be blue or you can be green. So anyone could pick whatever. It didn't matter. But um, behind the scenes, the justification was green was for counselors, blue was for people who went out and got shit done. Yeah, guardians and consulars. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And. Um, in the like Knights of the Old, Knights of the Old Republic uh, storylines, they make yellow the intermediate skill monkey uh, sentinel color. Maybe so, so man. Like I didn't play those games. I don't care. <laughs> And and that remake's dead in the but fucking yeah. water, so I never will play it. Um, yeah, yeah, it is as well. I'm I'm kind of annoyed about that. Like, <laughs> very annoyed about that. It's one of the better games that they've ever made of Star Wars. Sure. Uh, yeah. But yeah, um, yeah, Plo Koon would be very. He wouldn't be have anything too sophisticated with his move pool. Uh, he'd probably have more force powers mixed in with his move set, and he definitely wouldn't rely on parrying like Tyrannus does. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, fair enough. Fair enough. I know what his finisher will be. Uh, Plo. Okay. Plo Koon's got this weird thing going for. For him, where his his race has a special skill, which is essentially force lightning, but you don't feel anger when doing it, so you can still do it as a Jedi. Yeah. The only difference is, whenever he's used it, he's always got a bollocking from the Jedi Council because they say, "No, you shouldn't do that." Even though he says, "I'm not angry when I'm doing it. It's fine." Um. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feels it. I feels it. So yeah, basically think a giant Hadoken, but instead it's Force Lightning. Um, I didn't really theme my arenas after any particular character, but I'm going to try and shoehorn them in so that they fit. So I'm going to put my first arena here with Plo Koon as the Genosian Factory. Yes, that's a good one, because you've got like the conveyor belts, you've got uh, you've got stage hazards, uh, battle droids are already made, so like they, they can be an issue here and there. Yeah, it would, it would mostly... Yeah, that's a, good, uh, that's a good pick. I think for the hazards for the stage it would mostly be the uh, the conveyor belt slash the actual machinery fun- like, basically I'm thinking of the scene in, in Clone Wars with uh, with um, Amidala yeah 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 and, and Anakin when he gets his hand clamped down oh yeah I forgot about that um, but yeah well to be fair I think Amidala did the heavy lifting in those scenes oh yes uh, yes 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 it's basically the last time that she's uh, relevant <laughs> well that's not true well in that film it's true but uh, I was going to say it's not true in the grand scheme of things considering what happens in one the show and two Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but yes, like in Revenge of the Sith, she's uh, she's a MacGuffin at best. <laughs> You're not wrong, and that's annoying as fuck. Anyway, uh, Rick, who's your number five or number two? I don't know how we're actually doing this. <laughs> yeah, my sec- my second pick is actually pretty similar to yours in terms of it's a um, a good guy who can use Force Lightning. It's Kyle Katarn. He's from the expanded universe original games, the Jedi Knight games, and uh, Dark Forces. In the old canon, he's the one that got the Death Star plans, and then he realizes, oh, he actually has the Force. Um, when he gets to be good with the Force, he's had a bit more of a holistic um, self-taught training with it. And again, because he's not full of anger and hatred, he just uses Force Lightning because it's just a thing that he's always been able to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, when he's training your OC in the next game, he even tells you, yeah, there's the, the force powers are not good or bad. It's, uh, it's, it's you that's good or bad. Oh, Please choose to be good. Th- that's, uh, <laughs> that's a real weird one because a, a, lot of the, a lot of the dark side powers are meant to be literally fueled by anger. So it's one of those... It, mm. Okay, okay. Here's the problem when you've got 700 different people writing for your universe in that the rules are not consistent and they don't seem to have an actual lexicon or law by 
Bible that tells them what they can and can't do. Yeah, yeah. So it feels like the the big difference is when you're using the light side, you're just letting the force flow. And when you're using the dark side, you're using your passion to create the force. But again, even that's not consistent across fucking incarnations. That's the problem. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. Like, if, if they kept even just that consistent, then it would be really easy to go, oh yeah, I'm using force lightning by letting the force flow through me, and it's the will of the force that you get shot by lightning right now. And that's the way Plo Koon does it, essentially. <laughs> uh, but yes, um, I think he's a pretty cute pick, and uh, it will make a lot of uh, like players happy. Yeah, sure, man. Uh, who's going to be your number three? Uh, what about his finishing move? Oh yeah, his finishing move is probably just going to be combining force lightning with just... Um, the other thing he does that feels really good in the game is um, force speed. Um, it's one where, because it's a single-player game, you can just use force speed and you get to appreciate how um, how like slow down in time feels. So, so you like enter bullet time, and you like he'll be like firing his force lightning and then basically outrunning it to stab someone because the force lightning was a was a fake out. Okay, sure. So yeah, that's uh, that's mine yeah. for Carpenter. Until you until you so, expanded upon that explanation, I was like, how the fuck would you combine force speed with fucking force lightning? That makes no sense. But yeah, using the force lightning yeah. as a fake out, that does now make sense. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, who's going to be your number three? Yes, my, sorry, I fucking ordered my thing the other way around. So for me, it's four because I'm doing a countdown. Um... <laughs> Yeah. Um, but yeah, my number three is my first character who is not a Jedi slash lightsaber wielder. I've tried to make this as balanced as possible by not having full Jedi for everything. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. So my number three is Wrecker from The Bad Batch. Yeah! <laughs> In fact, yeah, I think he's the most fighty of the batch. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, the reason why I picked Wrecker is because he fucking suplexed a battle droid, so therefore, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a pretty good. Uh, that's a pretty good reason to pick him. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, I'd make Wrecker a pure fucking grab. I'd make him the Zangief of the game. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I like that. Yeah, his moves would be entire not entirely he'd be able to throw punch and kicks, but the big damage moves are uh, grapples, throws, suplexes, etc. Basically a wrestler. Sure. And I think And what uh what would you make his uh, finisher? I think, because Wrecker also, aside from being a big old bastard and being able to bull rush loads of things, I believe he's also the crew's uh, demolition expert. Yes, he is. Yeah, so he's going to plant a bunch um, of fucking thermal detonators on on the on the opponent and then just lob them across the arena before they explode. Sure, sure. Like, simple, but okay, uh, I, I think it fits Wrecker's character. Sure. So what about you? Who's your number three? My number three is going to be another video game guy. And again, it's a departure from lightsaber wielders. This is going to be a fan favorite, HK-47. Oh, I know this guy. He's uh, he's basically like um, Kill All the Humans, right? Yeah, he's uh, it's like IG-88 with um, personality. the kill, kill All Humans personality of Bender. Uh, and he's, he's just such a joy to just have in your party because obviously he's, like, he's written with a lot of fun and love because he was originally a Bioware character yeah yeah and then obsidian picked him up for uh, for the sequel when you know this was this is basically the beginning of the end of bioware when a bunch of people went to obsidian <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> oh it'd be a lot funnier oh, if it i'm making true. myself sad i'm making myself sad but yeah he's the one who basically goes like statement hk47 is ready to serve and yeah he's uh, he's a lot he's a lot of fun um as a fighter he's going to be a gun wielder with a couple of gadgets um in game you can use basically a lot of things that you can just expect mandos to use like uh, wrist mounted flamethrowers um and you can just deploy grenades and things like that um his finisher will probably be that in the story if you do the um restored content he gets to take control of his successors essentially oh so he's infinite as, he, he lives for infinite time then effectively well not as such so his successors follow him rather than him being able to take over one of their bodies um so he takes them over as a faction leader rather than as you know uh, grand theft me that's fucking uh, weird so it will be one of them is per up on a uh, in a sniping position, ready to take the final shot as as our HK has um, worn them down. Um, the plot that leads to that is the HK fifties are a bunch of assholes, but the HK fifty ones are uh, devoid of master, and they think they think they think HK forty seven is cool, so they just follow him. Sure, and uh, and yeah, um, so that's going to be my uh, my one for that. And I believe I would have an arena that's not actually related to HK forty seven. 
seven, but it's related to that era of time. Mm-hmm. And I would make it Dromundkas, which is the Sith capital Sith, Sith capital planet during the Old Republic era. Sure. Um, there's something just primarily beautiful about how fucked this place is because it's like there's like permanent force lightning storms going on because there's so much dark side shit in the air and um the only animals that have survived are like megafauna that are all like out there to kill you okay it's it's like space australia it's great <laughs> you use that term a lot <laughs> and also it's a way to not be fucking Korriban again because i'm sick of Korriban. i've not played enough star wars games to really know what that is but yeah i'll take your word for it man yeah, Korriban is uh, Tatooine with pyramids. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, who's your number four? Black Carsten. Yeah, Black Cassantin. Yeah, yeah. I, I realise I butchered the pronunciation of the name, but can you blame me? It's got two fucking R's in it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, fun fact, while I was just ch- double-checking that, yes, this is a character I could I could use effectively, uh, the guy who created this, when he was creating him, um, gave him the nickname Newbacker. Newbacker. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but yeah, of course I'm going to pick this guy. He's great. He's a Wookiee. So it's, I think this is the... I, I like having some aliens in my space game. Fucking sue me. Yeah, totally, totally. Um, he's basically the threat of Chewbacca made real. Ye- like, let the Wookiee win. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, when, when doing my digging, he's actually got had his skeleton replaced by basically adamantium uh, oh man he's uh, he's wolverine chewy oh, like man. His, his skeleton is made of metal a very strong metal he's got the brass knucks that are like lightning bolts so of course he's going to be a brawler and in the expanded canon he had a fight with obi-wan and he didn't die which is a yeah. which is a high fucking bar <laughs> the reason why he's got that scar mm. on his face is because it came from obi-wan so uh he's also Sweet. dueled chewbacca to the death twice yeah, that's uh, <laughs> being able to duel someone to the death and not die is also a big deal. Because Han Solo goes, oh, it's a Wookiee death fight, but then neither of them die by the end of the fight. <laughs> it's really silly. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, uh, he'll, he'll be a brawler. He'll be using punches and kicks, and like, come on, he's a Wookiee. Uh, Wookiees are weird in that like they're unreasonably tough, so it's not unbelievable that they can get struck by a lightsaber and kind of shrug it off. Mm, mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They um, like they've got a lot of fur. Like if you if you hit them in the fur, then you not hit the muscle, and they'll shrug it off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, you, you could equally make him a ranged character because he's got them skills. But uh, we're gonna focus on his gladiator background, uh, which which is a wild ride if you ever want to fucking read up on this guy's backstory it's fucking stupid but it's awesome um yeah i think i know what his finisher would be his finisher would be um very obvious he would lunge at someone pin them to the ground and rick have you seen that scene from invincible where omni man is just fucking pounding away at some dude's face oh and it just becomes more and more salsa yeah 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 so i'd have that except instead of omni man it's black carsten and he's uh he's using his electrified knucks uh might have to turn it down a bit for this game because we probably don't want it to go into the m-rated territory but that's what my general idea would be yeah now look what you made me do kind of thing yeah <laughs> pretty much pretty much um i'm also going to introduce my n- i think it's actually his son that he's beating the shit out of yeah that sounds right it, it, it sounds right i've not actually watched that it's on my to-do list and like i'm not subscribing to amazon prime until january <laughs> sure sure um, yeah for obvious reason <laughs> yeah i'm probably gonna i'm hopefully by then i've got like a free month as well because i don't really want to pay for amazon prime um that being said i'm gonna throw in my uh my next arena which is tangently related to the character in question but not quite it's uh it's another iconic star wars scene and black Carsten has spent some time on tatarina as we've seen it's going to be the tatooine cantina the cantina not jabba's palace yeah 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 the cantina not jabba's palace i think jabba's palace would be a fun one don't get me wrong and it would make sense for jabba to be a sick enough fuck to just sort of watch two dudes fighting but i think you could have more fun mm. with background characters and background interactions potentially with the cantina sure sure and to be honest that could be a cantina anywhere it's just the fact that we've seen the one on Tatooine yeah, it, more. Yeah, it's going to be... It, actually care about it more. Exactly. It's going to be the one on Tatooine because it's iconic at this point. We can have the jizz whalers there. Yeah. <laughs> the, icon- the iconic Tatooine music. Like, it, it, it all fit, you know? And, like, it's an iconic enough place that someone can see it and go, yes, that is the Tatooine Cantina. Yeah, apparently the second tune from the jizz whalers is the cheapest star wars piece of music to license interesting like from the um from the original trilogy uh because i got this tidbit of information when only the original trilogy was out but yes it's, it's just a weird thing that i that i sometimes well not sometimes for some reason i know that yeah no that's fair <laughs> but yes rick what about you who's your number four yeah my number four is going to be one asajj ventress good and uh yeah i've got as a uh 
a secondary thing, clone of Ahsoka. That is a massive disservice to the character, but um, I said before this off-cuff camera that I've got a few Luigi's. Uh, Asajj Ventress and Ahsoka are essentially Luigi's of each other. They use the same skeleton of uh, female fighter with two lightsabers and different animations. If anything, Ahsoka's um, a clone of Asajj. <laughs> Oh yes, definitely, definitely. Like even in universe, like seeing Ventress being a dual wielder that's actually very good at it, because uh, Ahsoka was originally just a single reverse grip uh, ninja Jedi. I don't even think she was. I and, think uh, uh, I think when she started, she had both in regular grip. I think she started with uh, just the one in reverse, but I could be wrong. Um, and then she eventually went on, went on to being a dual wielder. Oh, sorry, I meant um, I didn't mean. Okay, I I understand what you what you're saying. Sorry, when you said one in reverse, I thought you meant she had two lightsabers one in reverse and i'm like no that's like her final style uh yeah she might have been one in reverse when she started when when you said when she started i thought you meant when she started d- dual wielding she had one in reverse and one normal sure sure but no no you're, you're um, fine you're yeah, right I yeah bet. yeah ventress is essentially our first pro- prominent yeah predominantly dual wielding character in the uh, in the series as um, as revealed to viewers obviously before that anakin had his scene where he just briefly dual wields for about three seconds and before he gets uh, his hand cut off if we're talking about um, mainline series on screen character then i think technically uh, she's only on screen for like three seconds but i think isla sakura has a beat possibly i think isla sakura only was dual wielding in the um in the game though here's the problem rick the only scene she has in the movie is her getting shot by a bunch of clones shot in the ass yeah <laughs> so like you might be right but i i remember in games she was dual wielder and that was one of her big appeals because she was the only fucking dual wielder on the good team yeah yeah um it's, it's one of those weird ones like she's nowhere near as powerful as the other jedi on the on the um on the roster she's just a padawan still but they put her in the movie because the uh, the actress was hot <laughs> Is that really the reason? I think that's the reason that they focus on her was because, like, um, from all the characters that were, like, made for the um, Geonosis battle, like, the ones that you remember are Isla Secura and um, Kit Fisto. Dude, okay, Kit Fisto got done dirty. Oh, he did, yeah. Like, Kit, he, he got done so badly. Kit Fisto is meant to be on par, if not better, uh, lightsaber duelist than Mace Windu, but because Samuel L. Jackson wanted people to know his character was a badass, and I'm not slagging off Samuel L. Jackson here because the director should have told him off, um, was that mm-hmm. he said, well, people have got to know that I'm a badass, so what better way than have the guy he's fighting kill off three Jedi before fighting um, Mace Windu? And for some reason, yeah. they picked yeah. one to be Kit Fisto, despite the fact one of the few things we knew about Kit Fisto is he's actually really good at fighting people with a lightsaber. Yeah, yeah. Th- like, things you know about those characters is not a jobber. <laughs> um, and I guess I would make her finisher into, basically, it all goes dark. You see these two red lightsabers just pop up out of the darkness, and then when the lights come back on after she's turned them off, the person that you are fighting is uh, incapacitated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like this is why I thought we should have based it on Mortal Kombat because a lot of these finishers we're we're suggesting are like on the level of X-ray attacks, where the character they're fighting should die, but then they get up in two seconds. Oh yeah. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Dude, if you've got five minutes, look up X-Ray attacks in the new Mortal Kombat. No one should be getting up from those. (laughs) (laughs) But yes, who's going to be your number five? My number five is going to be my final blaster wielder, as it were. He's a character that's near and dear to my heart because he's basically a space cowboy. It's Cad Bane. Yeah, yeah. Um, Pretty sure I knew this guy was coming up. Um, He's... Every time he's in a fight that he's got a chance of losing, he loses his hat. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those really scary things in in Clone Wars where he beats the good guys regularly enough that you can't be confident that the good guys are safe. Now, what I mean by that is, obviously, especially now, you know Ahsoka, Anakin, Obi-Wan, they're not going to die before the end of the Clone Wars. They actually can't. However, mm-hmm. very early on, Cad Bane was regularly capturing and fucking up Ahsoka. Oh yes, yes. And uh, if you if they introduce Jeff, the super cool Jedi man, yeah. you, you know he's probably not going to live. Cad Bane's involved. In yeah, that, yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh fuck yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, fucking Jeff Vader got fucked. Um. <laughs> <laughs> 
but I, I love Cad Bane so Jeff, much. Jeff Starkiller, yeah. Like, Cad Bane is based... They only have Cad Bane because they couldn't use Django Fett. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he... Like, case in point, Cad Bane was trained by Django Fett. That's why he does all the Mandalorian shit. And it's kind of why uh, Boba looks up to him as well, isn't it? Uh, Cad Bane trained Boba. Yes, that's, that's what I mean. It's why... Uh, I think, didn't Boba seek him out? I believe... For training. I believe you're right, but I'm not 100% sure. Yeah, because Boba was still kid-sized when he left the, um, well, well, the clones in general, because he could blend in with them for a while, and then he just kind of left. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he buggered off. Um, well, he kind of had to, because he was left on Geonosis, and why the fuck would he go back to Kamino? Yeah, and um, he couldn't blend in for too long, because uh, they could they noticed that he wasn't growing up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because all the other clones have got are on accelerated growth hormones. Yeah, they do. That's why they're all dead by the time Empire Strike. well, not all of them, but most of them are dead by Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, they're all old ten years later. Yeah, it's it's a real raw deal being a clone. But anyway, um, Cad Bane's move set writes uh, basically writes itself. He would definitely be a zoner. Like he would be like yes. try, trying to keep as far away as possible. He'll have the flamethrower, and if he does the flamethrower attack, he's backing up while he does it, so mm-hmm, you can mm-hmm. create some space. Um, when he's far away, a lot of his attacks would revolve around um, basically shooting with his guns. Um, I f- I can see some of the gun moves being like quite weak on their own, but similar to Dooku having a high counter value so if someone's stupid enough to be like button mashing or swinging wildly then you get punished for it well here's the thing is they made a character very similar to who I would base Cad Bane off of in Mortal Kombat it was in 10 and 11 it was Aaron Black and his big deal was he had a lot of attacks to do uh, close up but if you if you built him correctly and did it correctly you could use him as a zoner his gunshots weren't that effective but if you're keeping the enemy away and constantly battering at them it's a big problem especially if your opponent doesn't know how to fucking press the block button yep Um, I think Cad Bane would also be like a perfect counter to uh, Tyrannus in that Tyrannus relies a lot on parrying but parrying doesn't do fuck all if you're trying to parry fucking ranged attacks yes I know in the the Star Wars universe you could I must have Dark Souls don't know why um <laughs> Jedi Survivor. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I know you could parry them, but I think that would then break Cad Bane against any Jedi character. Yeah, he just wouldn't be functional. Yeah, like the same thing for HK forty seven. Like you, you can't have a gun character that just gets immediately countered by a any lightsaber wielder that can just like deflect, and b one who's specifically good at deflecting like Dooku. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I think I know what his finisher would be, and I think it would be pretty cool. Uh, it it would be weird against a Jedi because they don't have um you know what fuck it you don't need to do it like that hang on i fixed it i fixed it don't worry um <laughs> One of the things that uh, Cad Bane is good at is showdowns. Yes. So Quick draw. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the reason why he beat Hunter isn't because he's a better shot than Hunter, it's because he's better on the quick draw and Hunter tried to aim. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, you don't have to aim to kill if all you're trying to do is aim to incapacitate and get away. Pretty much, man. Like, if you watch that scene back, Hunter is oh, has almost got his gun outstretched properly by the time that he's, he's shot. It's, um, it's, a very clear dis- it's a very clear reasoning for why Hunter lost. Hunter was trying to shoot to kill properly whereas uh, Cad Bane was just going on a quick draw bang bush done but um, anyway I digress uh, so you'd basically zoom in on Cad Bane as if he's about to do, uh, have a showdown with someone even if the person he's against isn't uh, a blaster wielder and he'd just do the quick shot because it's fucking cool yeah yeah uh, I can I can imagine there being like a cooldown animation of after his one just striding over his uh, defeated partner's corpse as it were well that's assuming the finisher does because the that's fu- the way he needs to go but that assumes the, the, that assumes the finisher was the final blow which you could make a special animation for that but yeah 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 if you use the finisher for uh winning the match this is why we striding over the uh the body this is why we should have done it as a mortal Kombat style game because brutalities exist if you do a certain move as the final move you get a special kill animation yeah yeah uh, anyway i digress <laughs> Uh, that was my number two. I love Cad Bane. Fucking sue me. Rick, we're almost there. Penultimate pick. Who's your number two? Sorry, not number two. It's number five, but you know. <laughs> number five. I'm going with... This is from the um, the Star Wars... Um, is it Legends? The uh, the anime mo- what ones. This is Lop from the Lop and Ocho episode. She's a little bunny lady. And basically, I've got her as a, um, a Luigi of Yoda in that she's a small, acrobatic, green lightsaber wielder. I know the show you're talking about. I don't uh, think it's called Legends. Uh, Visions. Visions, there you go. Yeah, the, the, I was going to say, like, Legends is basically all the Star Wars content that's not canon. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had, to, I had to, my brain had to unfart before I remembered that Visions were called Visions. Yeah, Lop from Star Wars Visions, the episode Lop and Ocho. Yeah, and um, 
I've played as Yoda in Soul Calibur. Wild that Yoda was in Soul Calibur, but uh, but there we are. Um, and he basically was a completely different feeling character to almost everyone else in that game because of being small. Didn't he get banned um, on the competitive scene? Oh yeah, he was banned on competitive because he couldn't throw him. Because yeah. <laughs> he couldn't, you couldn't mid throw him because he wasn't there. <laughs> Yoda, Yoda was bullshit. It was. It made way more sense to have Vader in that. Yeah. Uh, so they had uh, Star Killer was for everybody uh, because that was to promote the Force Unleashed games that were coming out soon at the time. Vader was uh, PS3 exclusive and Yoda was Xbox exclusive. But there was a very conspicuous open spot for oh I don't know DLC a few year a few months down the line. Yeah. Okay, that explains what they. Okay, cool. I now know why the character was banned. Um, if a character is exclusive to a thing, they're banned from competitive play okay so um so yeah uh, you wouldn't be able to use yoda that would mean or, the vader would be banned as yeah, well you wouldn't be able to use yoda or vader the reason i know this is because kratos was banned from soul Calibur as well because only playstation players could use him okay yeah yeah um i mean go, even going back to uh, soul Calibur 2 you had um exclusive characters like the gamecube version had link yeah so link would have been banned that being said i don't think the competitive fighting game scene was as uh, all-encompassing as it was back in the gamecube day yeah yeah weirdly i think link was the best one out of the three because he got spawn on Xbox, you got Link on GameCube and you got Hihachi on PS2. Um, and I think they got really conservative with Hihachi in not making him OP because, like, they didn't have anything to prove. If you knew who Hihachi was, you, you knew he was a badass. Uh, whereas the other ones, they kind of had to make at least good. Okay. But oh well. Man, what a fucking uh, so yeah, Lop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Lop. Um, she likely would just do a really anime finisher of um, doing a big old flip and then landing with a dynamic shot of her in the foreground and the person who's been defeated just collapsing in the background. Sure, very anime, which makes sense. Uh, yeah, very anime for the anime for the anime animated person who probably might get a little bit more of a realistic style. But yeah, I like the fact that this character is in the universe. So, who's going to be your final pick? My final pick is very similar to to your Luke Skywalker pick in that I have picked a very specific error for the character. Okay. It is one Canon Jarrus pre-Phoenix Cell. Okay. So when he has his eyes. When he has his eyes and also when he's a lot more, um, he's a lot more brash because despite the fact he's got Ezra very early on, he still acts like a fucking impulsive apprentice. Yeah, yeah. He's, uh, he's an overgrown Padawan. He really is. <laughs> Which, you know, once, when you realise, uh, like, he was during, during Order 66, he was literally a, a young uh, just above youngling like he was still basically a child as a padawan um yeah and we even get to see him as well like in um like the opening episode of bad batch as the bad batch yeah um like he's the one that escapes so it makes super sense that yeah because he's called caleb back then um or something stupid. yeah caleb dune yeah um yeah um so yeah he's very rash and impulsive he's uh it takes a while for him to actually mature because it's not until he fights the i forget what they're called but they're like jedi sentinel type dudes with armor oh the inquisitor they're not inquisitors, no, because they're the bad guys. Oh no, no, no. Okay, so yeah, the um, yeah, those guys, the um, the ones, fr- the temple guardians. That's it, the temple guardians. Until he like uh, does some bullshit with them, he's still very brash and impulsive. Um, he becomes more of which uh, it sh- it shows the grand inquisitor used to be one as well, doesn't it? In that, dude, I can't remember. I've I've not watched that much rebels. <laughs> sure, sure, I feel you. Um, but yeah, like I would definitely pick this guy because rebels needs a pick, and I don't want to pick Ezra just yet because I want to wait. Until you've watched Ahsoka to talk about Ezra at all, um, <laughs> but you know, otherwise Ezra would have been on here, and you'll know why. But um, yeah, yeah, I mean, he's Ezra, even as a character to pick, would actually be pretty cool because similar to Trainee Luke with his saber and pistol, Ezra has his pistol built into his saber. Yeah, but I think that's dumb. Sure, it's also a stun pistol, so I think that's even dumber. Uh, so we, <laughs> yeah, it's a stun pistol because it's Disney. Yeah, <laughs> I think it was the first thing that Disney made, actually. Quite possibly, but yeah, uh, Rebels definitely need. A representative. I don't care what anyone says. And Cannon's fucking cool. And like, come on, man. He got with Hera. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he did the impossible and bred with a completely different species. Like <laughs> the whole point of species is that it's different to just um race within the species. Oh, I don't think that's the rule in fucking Star Wars universe, Rick. Yeah, fair like, enough. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. Uh, Canon gets it. His fighting style would be very, it would be very Anakin-esque if you get what I'm saying, in that it's very aggressive, but mm. you know, not toying aggressive. Yeah, kind of like um, like Ronin samurai aggressive. Yeah, 
Yeah, in that I want to end this fight as quickly as possible, and the best way to do that is with an overwhelming offense. Yeah, yeah. Even if it means there's a little bit of um, wasted movement, it's so that you can get a more powerful strike not to show off. Yeah, yeah, pretty much, man. Although that being said, Cannon was a bit of a show off uh, at times in the early days. Um <laughs> Oh, totally, totally, totally. Uh, but yeah, for his finisher, it would be... Um, it wouldn't be anything too flashy. It would literally be like, I reckon he'd kneecap someone with a kick and then just wail on them with his saber. Sure, sure. Um, that being said, I also need to add my final arena, which kind of fits with uh, with the character of Cannon, but not quite. And that would be an Imperial Star Destroyer's hangar bay. Sure, okay, okay. Yeah, that's, uh, that's an iconic say, iconic zone. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't think there's much more iconic than that and plus it's more readily available than a Death Star area because as iconic as the Death Star is as, a, as, as an arena there's only you know there's not much of a lore reason for people to be there apart from a few specific people for a few specific fights yeah there's two places on the Death Star that matter and uh, one of them is a lot less impactful than the other okay three places if you count the Dianoga place but yeah, yeah you're not gonna have a fucking fight in there <laughs> Uh, but yes, Rick, I think... However, yeah, I think I'm going to upend what you just said. My last pick and inclu- and um, connected arena is going to be specifically Emperor Palpatine. So Palpatine, I think, is... It's difficult to avoid adding him in to this in general. Maybe adding him in on the first run-through is jumping in the gun a little bit, but yeah, gotta have the palps. The, the um, thing that I'm specifically always adding makes him me laugh as, about Palpatine, if you'll allow me to just go on this rant for a second Rick yeah let's go is that they make it very clear in almost every media form that he's in in that he is incredibly competent with his lightsaber and can kill and defeat most people with it but chooses not to because it's more fun to be evil than plotting yes yes And so I'm specifically picking his uh, Return of the Jedi slash um, Rise of Skywalker kind of incarnation in that he's just, um, he's he's a sorcerer and not a uh, lightsaber combatant. Yeah, in those yeah, yeah. So he'd be more like Quan Chi. Yeah. Um, just overwhelming with force lightning um, and does a few non-lightning force tricks like we see him uh, do Luke's um, wristbands, uh, handcuffs, sorry. Uh, but generally he's a uh obviously a a force lightning guy and the finisher writes itself just unlimited power just cooking someone till they're cooked and his arena very obviously is his throne room on the death star because it has things to do it's got the it's got the stairs that luke hides underneath um it's got the gantry that vader chucks a lightsaber at and breaks and most importantly it's got uh, two other things that are hazards one is the one that uh, he gets thrown down which is the shaft down to the core and the other one is one that doesn't get used in the movie and it's the window <laughs> So if you're gonna lose, just break the window and everyone goes to space. <laughs> well, I don't think that would work in a fighting video game, but I appreciate the joke. Um, yeah, like, there's a couple of characters that would uh, survive that, like HK-47, but yeah. <laughs> I'm going to retroactively change the the rules of, the, of our thing in that. Fuck it, we're basing it off of Mortal Kombat. All of the finishers you heard us describe are not finishers, they're fatalities. Sure, yeah, yeah. So a, a fatality that can only be basically be used to win if not a round then a whole match well uh, it, fatalities work in that you win the fighting game and at the end it goes finish him and you know that's once you've already won yeah 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 let's go with that that's that, that, i think that probably works a bit better <laughs> but yes uh i think that's about it so uh from the ones that we've said what is your favorite one of mine my favorite one of yours is probably because i wasn't really expecting it was um hk47 yeah yeah um this was why i asked you if you were okay with like expanded universe and things like that and things outside of the normal um wheelhouse of the movie timeline well, Rick, too- uh, hk47 is like three, four thousand years before. Well, well, Rick, do you remember what my response was to that question? Basically, make sure it's something we can search for a p- picture yeah. of. <laughs> that's not specifically. That's not fan art because there's loads of fan art of Mara Jade, but I don't think she's ever had an official appearance in anything. No, no, she's got some. Um, she appears on book covers a few times. Yeah, but that's so also su- super fucking annoying to Google. If yeah, I type yeah, in like Mara it's... Jade right now into Google, what I will get is either it will be cosplayers. It will be people casting 
fan films, which I'm not slagging off, but that's what it will be, and fan art. You will find it incredibly yeah. difficult to find a picture of a book cover, specifically with Mara Jade, unless you have the name of the book. Yeah. Oh, and um, ads for her replica lightsaber as well. You'll get those as well. But yes, Rick, uh, what about my six? Who 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 was your favourite to hear from? The one that really tickled me and like I really got like my brain juices pumping for was Black Cassantin. Yeah. Because like that is the kind of it's the kind of play that I would see kids shunning because they want to see lightsaber go brr and older kids going, Oh no, he's fucking strong. <laughs> <laughs> Like, as much as you had Plo Koon on there, he's like the Plo Koon of, um, of picks that you've picked. Like, he's, he's the one that's just so fucking strong that, yeah, he looks a bit... Uh, he, he doesn't look the same way that your normal lightsaber guy does, but when you can rip someone's arms off... <laughs> yeah, Black Cassandra's a good one. Oh, fuck one. me, and, yeah, we, as you we say, didn't even really go into it, did we, with Plo Koon, where, um, like, it gets overlooked a lot because it's a detail that is really easy to gloss over. He's basically the best Jedi. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> he's good at everything. He's got a lot of... Yeah, he's good at everything. He's, he's like... He might not have the Force knowledge of, like, Yoda or, um like, other top people. I think Ki-Adi Mundi is, like, a mostly Force guy as well, for instance. Well, Ki-Adi Mundi fucks uh, off once it, a year to fuck his 54 wives. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is a plot detail no one asked for, George, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> I also like how they gave him a tall head in the Lego game. What? Well, yeah, like they, yeah. They made a specifically tall head just for Lego men, just for Kiari Mundi. Yeah. So for those of you who don't know, it's not even. On, it's not even an attachment for a normal head. They made a specific tall head. <laughs> it just tickles me. Well, you got to man. It's just, it's just so big. Um, but yeah, um, one of my favorite lore bites is someone going how if Anakin had either one had Ki and Adimundi as a mentor or two spoke to Ki Adimundi once he would not have the moral dilemma of marrying um, Padme because yeah. Ki Adimundi because his species has so few men and so many women and there's also just overall not many of them he's married to 54 Ki Adimundis and once a year mm. he fucks off for a month because he needs to breed <laughs> Yeah, he needs to repopulate his race. So yeah. if Anakin spoke to him once and just went, look, I'm worried, I really love this Padme girl, but we're not supposed to do blah, blah. Kiyali Money would be just like, ah, fuck that, man. <laughs> you, could, you could do what you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do like that uh, that comic that you that you've shared a couple of times of uh, Padme going. Just leave. I'll just. I'm super rich and super hot. I'll just keep you as a pet. <laughs> but like, it's one of those man where it's so echoing because in like I know that's a fan funny thing, but um, in Clone Wars when Obi Wan has a heartfelt conversation with um, it's not Sabine, it's it's Satine, which you know fucking Mandalorians get different names. Um, <laughs> where Obi Wan just straight up says, "If you'd have asked me to leave the Jedi Order back when I was here as an apprentice, I would have." Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, it's uh, people. People oof. keep forgetting that one. Uh, the whole point of the Jedi Order is to stop you from going to the dark side. Once you've done a certain amount of training, you can just leave. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, the ones that we see that do leave end up uh, having issues, like Dooku. But uh, until he turned up as a villain, they were just happy for him to be gone. Uh, if the, the the annoying thing about Dooku is the final straw was Qui Gon. Yes, yes, and that's another annoying thing in that the the council were just habitually ignoring Qui Gon for acting like Qui Gon. Yeah, like before Qui Gon fucked off and you know had his final duel to the death with Maul, uh, he told Dooku, "I need to do this thing, but when I get back, we need to have a conversation." <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, yeah. Star Wars is great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't think there's much call for a uh, for a weak link here because it will kind of defeat the point of uh, us having uh, a a positive discussion about this thing. So, um, because we've left out a lot of hard hitters from the uh, from the main cast, we probably will be doing this one again. So look forward to that. If you like the video, you've got the comic section down below on YouTube. And if you're not watching the video and listening to an audio version, you've got the email address, which would go to. <laughs> Sorry, it'll be edited out of the episode, but fucking, for those of you listening, Rick just staggered his words real bad. I forgot what an email was. 
yeah, that email address is nonsensereviewuk at gmail.com. Once again, that is nonsensereviewuk at gmail.com. And uh, yeah, I had six backups in case we crossed over today, which I didn't think we would, and we didn't. So yeah, I'm already set for another episode of this. Yeah, like I, I you, you've heard a couple of my, my clones, like Yoda is a clone of Lop, uh, Ahsoka is a clone of Ventress, and Mother Talzin is a non-lightning clone of uh, Emperor Palpatine. So yeah, that was uh, that was up up on there. Oh my so, days! Yes. You've got to fucking watch Ahsoka. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Alrighty, everybody. See you later. Bye. Bye bye. <laughs>